You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go and buy Toyota. Sponsors, T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13! I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. Yo, welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser like Razor. Hi, babes. Hi, babes. Happy We're Friday night. Back again and it's Friday night. I have a cold and I'm drinking wine. Lovely. <laughs> it is hot. Oh, yeah. It LA's is... back, baby. <laughs> it's, it's... Winter was here for a second and now it's <laughs> fucking boiling. And my AC seems to have broken. Oh, Fun my. Times. November, that November heat. The good thing about your AC not working in November is you're like, well, I won't need it. Yeah. You need it. You need it. Yeah, we haven't recorded for a little while. We've been busy. All sorts has been going on. We had Halloween. Boy, did we have Halloween. I feel like I really put all of the non-Halloweens I've done since I moved to LA, I put it all into that one Halloween. We did. We wrapped all the pandemic. We took everything. We put it all into that one, one Halloween celebration. Oh, there's your AC. Oh, she's back. Life got cold. So our Instagram followers may have seen the Apprentice Challenge we did where we went to LA's <laughs> fashion district <laughs> yep. and we give ourselves 30 minutes to find your uh, the materials for your costume. Yeah, and I made some really great choices with my costume. Yep. For someone who uh, has a problem overheating and lives in a hot country, I made a costume which was essentially wrapping just a whole layer of faux fur around my whole body and my head and my neck. What what I said to you when you, you I mean, I'd planned my costume and you had, you, d- you didn't know what you were going to do. <laughs> and I just could have said to you like really mean, I was like, why don't you just go as a bear? Yeah. And, and she did. I took it and I ran with it. It was the hottest thing I've ever experienced, both sexy wise and heat wise. <laughs> Because I wore nothing on the bottom apart from a pair of speedos, so you looked great. We both you. had speedo-centric costumes. We did. Ben, Ben uh, was well. Ben's now essentially a, a queen. I mean, I think he's going to do. Maybe when we don't hear from him for a while on the pod, it's because we know he's doing season four of Drag Race UK. Yes, uh, just exclusively as his J Lo character. Yes, a bearded J Lo, bearded J Lo <laughs> with um, uh, some glow stick props, uh, a bottle of J Lo glow. That I had in a little handbag that I brought out and just spritzed. Where did you get JLo Glow from? Amazon. Oh, of She still sells it. Oh, she does? Yeah. It's still out. Okay. Yeah. So just spritzed that around. Um, when we got to the club, which was a really fun club night that plays a lot of our hits. Yeah. I mean, someone predicted before we went, well, the JLo song they'll play is Play. play. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what they played. Like, that's the kind of commercial underground we're talking about. That we're now in. Um, so when we turned up, I made you all turn on your flashlights on me so I like had a proper entrance into yeah. the club. Yeah. Um, I did not win the costume contest. The Ooh. number of people who came up to me went, you were robbed. Right. I thought we weren't going to talk about the costume contest. It's Yikes. fine. It's fine. I wore my heels most of the night. And then the following week, it, it took f- genuinely five days for one of my big toes to fully regain consciousness. Yeah. And it's worth saying, Ben did lose out to someone in a great little Nas X cosplay outfit, which was pretty good. It was. I'm... Uh, yeah. It was It was a, It was. was a dignified second place. Oh, 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, we really went big that night. Mm. So much so that the following week, we went to bed at 9.30 every night. Yeah. And I have not drunk since. Yeah. This is... This is... Uh, tonight, this wine is my first time since Halloween. Yeah. It's your first little sip. Yeah. 
It was worth it though, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, it was great. I had a great time. What else has been going on, babes? Oh, you went to see a movie. Oh, yeah. So now we're just going to be doing uh, just a little movie review in our in our opening segment. I saw the movie Eternals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a biopic of the girl band Eternal. <laughs> Are there multiple Eternals in it? Yes. So... Oh, I was about to run through their names, and all I could remember was Kelly. Kelly, Esther, Vern, Vernie, and Louise. Well, and Louise in brackets. <laughs> yeah, I just like to think they were just constantly bumping into yeah, other versions that's of themselves. What it was. So Marvel decided to tackle the story of Eternal, so we kind of yeah. saw it through the lens of Marvel. Okay. So, you know, Salma Hayek was in it, Angelina Jolie was in it. Obviously, she was playing Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly strange casting that Summer Hayek was in it, not as a black woman, but you know, it was a woman of color playing the other members of Eternal. Okay. Yeah, and it really explored how they made the song. <laughs> if you let me see, if you let me see, I'll be all you need. Yeah, all yeah, you yeah, need. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, so obviously. If you take a chance. <laughs> exactly. So BB Winans obviously was in it. Yeah. <laughs> was Bibi was a good or bad character? Bibi was actually the, the, the villain of the piece. Right. And it, at the end was them coming together and singing Wanna Be the Only One. And that was the kind of the climax Without of BB. the movie. No, Bibi, they all came together in oh, the end. Oh, okay. Because that was the, what they needed was the, the duet. The number one hit. You needed Eternal's voice with Bibi together. And I, I, you told me there's a great fight scene where they're fighting all to the power of a woman. Yes. Uh, do, 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 do feel the power. Yeah. Because it's literally about the power of the Eternals. Yeah. So I would say the, the Marvel uh, Eternal, the girl band biopic, five stars. <laughs> the movie Eternals that I saw at the, at the cinema, 0.5 stars. What a piece of trash. It was absolute garbage. And I love Marvel movies. It's the worst Marvel movie I've ever seen. But I tell you what. Me and our two friends that went to see it, we laughed harder than anyone in that cinema. <laughs> it wasn't a it wasn't a comedy. There was barely a moment played for laughs. Every line Salma Hayek said, every line Angelina said, we were cackling at the top of That's our lungs. Fine. They delivered it with the the kind of camp you imagine from those two actresses. We were cheering when we saw just the two of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, terrible movie. The funniest comedy you'll ever see, considering there's no jokes. Got it. Five stars. Meanwhile, I went to see Spencer. Oh, so this is the this, Heidi and Spencer biopic. Yep, this is all all through the eyes and mind of Spencer. Spencer Pratt. Of Spencer Pratt, yeah. <laughs> it really delves into the crystals yep. and the effect they had on him. Mm -hmm. So, and actually, I, it's, I think it's really good to, you know, with many things now, yeah. we're looking at some of the biggest moments. Like, people are re-examining Winston Churchill, yeah. you know? Not such a good guy, it turns out. So people are now turning to Spencer. Yeah. Lauren Conrad, piece of work. Well, it's like how, you know, Venus and Serena, two of the most successful athletes of all time, let's do a movie about their dad. Well, behind every every two <laughs> um, female uh, athletes of color, there is a man yeah, creating them. exactly. And that's the story I want to know about. And that's the story of Spencer then, right? We yeah. delve into... Spencer wasn't even there, but we find out about the time that Stephanie Pratt couldn't box things up correctly at People's Revolution. Mm -hmm. Is that what that company was called? Spen Spencer, I really panicked as I was saying Spencer it. Spencer actually gave Kelly Catron a job. Mm -hmm. That's the way it worked. Oh, he was Kelly Catron he the whole time. He was Kelly Catron the whole time. <laughs> wow, that'd be a great twist. That really would be. So that's just been your Welcome America at the movies. Yeah, how many stars do you give Spencer, Spencer Pratt the movie? 
Oh, I give it five shots from Stacey the Bartender out of five. Okay. I mean, on the heels of that great movie review, let's do some feedback. I've got some audio feedback first. You haven't heard it. Go for it. I'm going to play it. This is from our girl, Crystal, in London. Great. Hi, Gay. Um, I just wanted to drop you a voice note because something um, quite amusing happened to me this weekend. I was in Sitges um, doing a gig for a 40th birthday. Shout out to Pablo and David, if you're listening. Um, And they were like, oh, what are you up to this year? Any more trips planned? And... I said, oh yeah, I think I'm gonna go to LA for a couple of weeks in January. Um, my friend Michael is there and he's just had twins and uh, be nice to see them. And someone around the party went, podcast nemesis, Michael? <laughs> Cue thunder crash. Anyway, that's all to say that um, your reach is international, far flung and um, podcast nemesis has really um, spread his tendrils across the entire globe. The other thing I wanted to say, and speaking of podcast nemesis, on listening to the latest episode, um, and speaking of, you know, Spanish themes, um, Mi mi Chico Latino, um, and the line in it, Donde esta el hombre con fuego en la sangre, uh, that was the only Spanish I knew when Michael and I went traveling in South America. Um, It translates to, where is the man with fire in his blood? And let me tell you, that phrase served me very well in the gay bars of Argentina. Um, so, you know, that's all. As always, beware those Spanish measures. Love you. Bye. Very strong feedback from oh, Crystal. Gorgeous. And where was that recorded? It seemed the Garden of Eden. <laughs> the most beautiful, beautiful backdrop of sound. He's like Paradise. walking through and butterflies were landing <laughs> yeah. on him. Gorgeous. Yeah. So there we go. Wow. Lot to, lot to unpack there. <laughs> Especially the international reach. Love that. Love that in sitches, you know, someone's like, uh, is that podcast nemesis, Michael? That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's our people. Okay. So we've, we've had a lot of, a lot of fun feedback for Jerry Halliwell. So our angel investor Teddy said he thinks that the US equivalent of Jerry Halliwell is Belinda Carlisle of the Go-Go's. I didn't realize that Belinda Carlisle was in the Go-Go's. Really? Is that the same Belinda Carlisle? Heaven is a Place on Earth, Belinda Carlisle. Yeah. There can't be more than one. Yeah. I love Heaven is a Place on Earth. Great That's song. one of those songs that I feel like should be annoying because it's kind of really, it would be played at like an 80s club in the UK like when a, we were growing up. A, 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 a power ballad yes, night. Yes, exactly. At, uh, what's the place? Ugh. In Kent, is it Kentish Town? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you talk about Club de Fromage at the, the uh, at the Academy. That's it. Yeah. But like, ooh, baby, do you know what love's worth? Such a good song. Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. What a great song. Uh, another another little one. Uh, Tone Ring got in touch and he says he still remembers watching the Look At Me video for the first time and being gooped and gagged by it. Straight to the Jerry Halliwell Essentials playlist after the pod. Even though I've been to the US several times, never been to a Dave & Buster's. I just get very homophobic vibes from it. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah, not wrong. <laughs> So I've got some feedback from Aaliyah and Montreal. This is relating to us uh, when we went to Dave & Buster's and you ordered the Corona Rita. Yes. So her parents love... Now, she... They love a Corona Rita, but there's this thing in uh, Canada, so it's not... 
it's not a Bloody Mary, but it's like a Clamato-based drink, or they've got another name for it, but it's got real fishy brine-type stuff in it. Oh, like a Michel- Michelada? Yes, but it's more fishy. Oh, gorgeous. I mean, <laughs> Perfect what, for you. Why not when you're already drinking something that tastes like tomato and alcohol? Throw in the taste of fish. But all to say, her parents love having like a Corona... Um, a top, a cocktail, so much so that a regular bar they went to gave them the clips. Oh, perfect. So here's a picture of them at a Christmas celebration with the clips at home, like the plastic clips that hold the Coronas going into the, the Bloody Mary Canadian drinks. Oh, they're so cute. I love her. I love his, I love that jumper that she's wearing. It's a real, a real winter warmer jumper, yeah, isn't gorgeous. it? I'm very upset by that fish cocktail that that's that Corona's pumping its way into there. That makes me want to throw up. I can't, up, remember, I can't remember what it's called. It's, some, it's called something like... A millionaire or something like that. It's got some sort of name. Can't remember. So we had a great suggestion from our friend George who messaged us on Instagram, Ari Jerry Halliwell. Uh, George is a very successful writer, screenwriter. So he's done a suggestion that he needs to just do and we can be the sponsors of. And what are we doing? Based on the driving motif... Uh, you've identified throughout her career. I think Jerry should star in the next Fast and Furious <gasps> sequel. Maybe as her Sex of the City character Phoebe, Phoebe Kittensworth, who gets into car chases when she's not being misted with Evian at Soho House. Mm. George, you've got a green light. Write it. <laughs> ben and I would like to be in it. Not we're quite sure what we're going to be doing. Oh, yeah. We're 100% there. Oh, whoa, wait a minute. We're like the... Are we like the announcers at the race? Like Rita Ora did in the last... Fast no, no, but like the two people like at the side. Oh, like kind the of commentators. The commentators. But we're actually just recording the podcast and we know nothing about the cars. Ooh. Or we could be two like gay drivers that can't drive that ruin a car chase. Wait, pitch that to me again? Being like two gay, you know, it's like, oh, gay people can't drive. There's that like stereotype. We could do that. And we, we like get in the way of one of the Fast and Furious chases. And we're just like, oh my God, we're just like on our way. Yeah. Well, and also. Don't have gay representation in Fast and Furious. Well, this is it. And if they're going to do it, they've got to do it in an authentic way. Yeah. Bearing in mind that you do not have your US license. So actually, that does track. While I was saying that Fraser was taking a sip of a Mountain Dew based drink. Get excited about the Taco Bell <laughs> segment coming up later podcast nemesis got in touch and he just said i think the madonna parallel is valid in a way she's almost like a parody of madonna really love how there's always a sting in the tail of michael's comments valid in a way so that's leaving that, it open to us also being wrong so that's in reference to jerry hallowell her u.s equivalent being madonna <laughs> now this is kind of apropos of nothing i did a i did a little instagram story when Kim Marsh announced that she's going to be in Fatal Attraction, the touring production around the UK. Mm-hmm. And we have a boots on the ground. This is just a, this is a pre, a pre kind of thing. Alistair got in touch with us, our friend Alistair. Yep. He's back in the UK. He is back in Norwich, our, my hometown, mm-hmm. our hometown, me and me, me and him. And he said, actually, he said, it's coming to the Theatre Royal Norwich, which is pretty prestigious. Is it? So I've told him that he has to go. And he said that actually his mom sent him a link to it without even knowing, saying we should go and watch this. So, Alistair, if you're listening, we need a detailed voice note. And I don't really care about the plot. We know what Fatal Attraction's about. But yeah. just talking about Kim's moments. Is she playing Glenn Close's role? And is she doing an American accent? Is she doing a Northern accent? Does the song Cry from her debut solo album feature in the... In the is it a musical? <gasps> is it a musical? Because what is the Fatal Attraction song? I would like to say that <laughs> I never <laughs> meant to make you die. <laughs> This is about the rabbit. I think about you every day, mm-hmm. boiling in the pot that way. That's really good. Yeah. I'm just trying to think if there's a, if there's a hearsay song they could just, you know, thrust in there as well. Mm. Loving isn't easy. <laughs> <laughs> ba, 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 ba. 
<laughs> now, talking of boots on the ground, CLC, she's she's been busy. She's out on an assignment. What what did she have for us, babes? Hi guys, um, I just wanted to let you know that I am heading to a Rachel Stevens and Oasis event. That is Oasis, as in the clothing shop, not the band. Uh, so yeah, to give you a bit of background, Oasis went into administration and got bought by the Boohoo group. So it is now owned by them and the party has been held at the Boohoo showroom, which is uh, just off Oxford Street on Great Portland Street. Uh, it's on five till eight, so uh, my kind of party time, to be honest. And uh, yeah, so Oasis is still, it's not, it hasn't gone down the Boohoo Road in terms of garments. It is still very Oasis, which is all kind of preppy, cute knits, a bit of florals, uh, very girl next door, very Rachel Stevens. Um, so yeah, I, I'll let you know how I get on. I mean... If they're not playing Sweet Dreams by LAX, probably going to storm out. I love, I love, some I mean, great Foley work from, <laughs> from Charlie and that some, as well. Some of the, the, the London bus going by as well. And her just... <laughs> this out of her boots clomping yeah, down the street. Her genuinely like walking down <laughs> Oxford Street to go to that event. Well, she 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 went to it. There's a gorgeous picture uh, here of just a, the, the press materials of Rachel Stevens in a lovely leopard print fluffy coat. Very good. Crystal Versace. Yeah. Uh, Drag Race UK. Looking beautiful. And uh, actually, we did get a follow-up from her. So let's just uh, let's listen. Let's take it back to the streets. Okay, Rachel Stevens did not perform Sweet Dreams My LAX, which was very disappointing. Uh, but she looked lovely. She was wearing a nice little black dress, an LBD, if you will. And she's very short. I'd say approximately 4 foot 11. I love it. Of course, she looked lovely. Of course she did. <laughs> yeah. This is like, Rachel Stevens. She looked terrible. And then uh, Charlie just followed up with a picture of the closed top shop on Oxford Street, which is rumoured to be becoming an Ikea. Oh, like a city Ikea. Yeah, really upsetting. Well, you're going to go get those... Can you think um... of anything more stressful than going to Ikea on Oxford Street? Also, what makes... Ah! It... <sighs> what? I completely forgot the dog was here and his little nose just touched my finger and it was like colder than wet. Jesus. Okay, carry on. Also, what's the most stressful thing of all is going to an Ikea that isn't actually going to be big enough to stock anything. Yeah. So and you're going to go, and I just want that crackpot, which I don't know, is like a, <laughs> one of those ladders, ladder shelf things that hangs Gorgeous. against a wall. Gorgeous. And like, you can see it. It's there on display. Yeah. But you can't, you can't take it. Well, how you? do you take anything home? Oh, yeah. You take your crackpot on the tube. Oh, London. <laughs> how I miss you and how I don't. Love ya. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who got in touch. I mean, as you can hear, it has been a wealth of feedback. Keep yeah, it coming. We love you. it. Give us a shout on Instagram. You're welcome, America. Email. What's the email, Fraser? It's your welcome, America podcast at gmail.com. That's you are the letters you are, not Y-O-U-R. We also have a Twitter, you're welcome, USA, that I always forget to check and I have I been would, locked out of. I'd describe it as dormant. Yeah, but it's there. <laughs> I use it to look at, like, porn. You do. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because we it helps us somehow. And it's just fun. It's just a bit of fun. Yeah, if, if you're that listener that's in stitches, let us know. This is Future Fraser. Uh, if you don't like the sound of people eating, skip ahead to 2610, uh, where you won't have to hear us eating Taco Bell. Bye. And we're back.
Ben has our first topic, which is our American topic. It was a surprise to me until he walked through my front door. Tell me what you got. Walked through the front door with two uh, colorful drinks and a bag from Taco Bell. Yay! Today's American topic is Taco Bell. Now, I think I'd been to one in Canada years ago, but mm. ultimately I haven't really been to one. Have you been to one before? I have. I'm very worried about these drinks. <laughs> These drinks are real colors. Well, we've had some guidance. Oh. Kyle Wade, who lives in LA, he, I just know he loves it this very much. He, he's into this sort of world. Mm. So I messaged him and I said, I'm going to Taco Bell for the first time tomorrow. What should I be ordering? His reply, oh my God. <laughs> so here we go. Kyle says he loves the chalupas and the quesadillas. Yep. He tends to get chicken over beef. Um, and as a child, he lived on the bean and cheese burritos. Right. He says people miss the Mexican pizza, but they're idiots. Mexican pizza? Who knows? Not on the menu anymore. The guy at the drive-thru at the one in Glendale has a really sexy voice. <laughs> like me. There you Today. are. <laughs> um, he says the breakfast was great in the 90s. Then it went away for 20 years and came back pretty mediocre. Okay. And then he said, I bet the cheesy gordita crunch is great. Oh, I've heard good things about the cheesy gordita crunch. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. You must get cinnamon twists. Okay. He says there's a lot of good vegetarian options, but I'm a real man who doesn't eat food unless something dies. Who's this person? This is Kyle Wade. So. (laughs) Very un-LA thing to say. Did you get me vegetarian options? Here's what I ordered. I was reading out from the... um, Oh, you brought the receipt. I brought the receipt because (laughs) I was going to need it. We've got one chicken quesadilla, Mm -hmm. one Crunchwrap Supreme, one... uh Uh-oh. This is... Now, this is just in... Written in hieroglyphics pretty much. Oh, one cheesy gordita crunch. (laughs) A chalupa something. A chicken chalupa something. There's One of those definitely has a Doritos twist oh, to yes. it the doritos uh like crumb right yes yeah that's there um now i wanted to get the the blast drinks like the frozen ones but they didn't have them okay because the machine wasn't wasn't working so of course so what are these what are these liquids i see before me we've got two now it's mountain dew based a, a mountain a dew. dew you really dew. <laughs> a dew based beverages at taco bell so so we've got um a mountain dew baja blast and then we've got a regular Mountain Dew. So I have the regular and you have the Baja Blast, right? I don't know. Yeah, Mountain Dew Mountain Mountain Dew is like a, like a dehydrated like a piss, piss color. color. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then we've got, I just said... He have said, you never had Mountain Dew before? I, years ago. <laughs> you strike me as, it strikes me as one of those things you've never had. <laughs> uh, and then sauces, I said, just surprise me. So we've got a mild, a hot, a fire, and a Diablo. Oh, ooh. So... Let's uh, let's do some ASMR. Okay. Let's just pick things out. Obviously, I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna put to the side the um, the desserts okay. that we got. I'm gonna I'm gonna put straws into drinks. Okay. I know the tri- the the rectangular thing, not rectangular, the kind of star shaped thing. One, I'm pretty two, sure that's three. the hexagonal. Hexagonal. Six. Thank hexagonal. You. I'm pretty sure that's the gordita. Oh, okay. I think that's the gordita. I know that. Th- this one over here. Now, just listeners, I've plated up all four items. I'll take a quick picture. Just for um, the the socials, so you can really see on, let me the get foods. These. Let's get these. Oh, let's get these colorful drinks get in. Horrible drinks of the shot. There you go. So we've got four. We've essentially got four items going on now. Fraser, that one over there. I think this has got the. This is this is the Dorito, Dorito. or maybe this is the Gordita Crunch. Actually, yeah, because I think the the Dorito layer is the crunch of it all. Okay. Is this beef? 
So there, there is some beef, but I tried to go for chicken things. That's but fine. You know, you know I, I can eat beef if it's like fast food beef. It's fine. Yeah, it's not real beef. It's not real and beef. And Kyle Wade was very particular. He was like, do not get the steak. That was a big thing. Okay. I'm so, going in with the, I'm going in with the, the gordita crunch okay. with the Dorito layer. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. Mm. Flavor profiles. It really, it really delivers on what you think it's going to be, which is basically a a taco with a like a Doritos taco within it. Oh, that sounds yummy! <laughs> and is it a beef a beef genre of it's meat? Beef, yeah, it's beef. The genre of meat is beef, and then yeah, it's basically beef cheese. Your average kind of like a soft shell taco, but within yeah. that is a layer of Dorito. You've it got, just tastes like you've shoved Doritos into a taco. You've got both. You've got like a, you've got like a, a soft and a crunch. Now I'm gonna mm. tear into this hexagonal thing. So I, maybe that's sauce. not the Gordita crunch then What's that you're eating. Thing? Oh, I didn't like watching you eat that. <laughs> Okay, good. Mm. I will say there's a little too much jizzy sauce in this. You know how I don't like a white sauce. Mm. A little touch of the jizz in this You're one. You're definitely going to feel that in this one. This tastes like all the trimmings of a McDonald's, any item in McDonald's, <laughs> but with none of the meat or the filler. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Or do you remember for a while they started doing those wraps? Right. And you'd be like, oh, do you know No, I'm actually going to get chicken wrap. Being healthy, I'll just get a nice chicken, wrap yeah, get McDonald's. Wrap. Mm. Wait, I'm going to have this. I'm going to have a sip of the, the Mountain Dew. I know we have Mountain Dew in the UK. We do? Yeah. So I'm going to take a sip. I, I don't remember having one of these. Let me have a sip. So you've got the Baja Blast. Oh, that's very good. So I think that implies yours has a tropical aesthetic. Well, you'll be the judge of that. I've never tasted something more authentic to the islands where my dad's from. I mean... Make you feel at home? I think this was piped directly from St. Vincent. Out of a coconut. I don't know what this one is. I see zero proteins, a lot of jizz um, going in. Yeah, this one I have, I'm really worried about. I'm seeing, again, a lot of jizzy sauce. That one is filled with mayonnaise. Oh, my God. I'm going to be sick. Oh. <laughs> okay, swap plates, swap plates. Oh, my God. I'm I feel like we're off. missing a quesadilla. So, okay, now, where was the crunch? Uh, this one here? Yeah, the, with the orange oh, layer. Okay. That's your Doritos oh, crunch. Oh, yeah. Going in for the crunch. The other one really is just a mayonnaise delivery system. This is Future Fraser. Sorry for the abrupt transition. Uh, The rest of this segment was terrible and we really struggled to identify uh, what we were actually eating. So needless to say, it wasn't great. So stay tuned now. We're going to talk about Taco Bell in general. And we're back. Uh, Just in case you skipped ahead uh, to miss our mukbang ASMR segment. Uh, We're back and we're going to talk about Taco Bell. Uh, I just wanted to quickly point out Mm. that Ben arrived with a real... Carrie Bradshaw energy to mine tonight and did like a full food reveal a la get it while it's hot pizza or McDonald's when Big went to Paris. Yeah. Le Big Mac. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, Taco Bell. I did the whole, um, I presented my my back to the door. So when yeah. Fraser opened the apartment door, I like spun around to present the Taco Bell and the two Mountain Dew related drinks. <laughs> Very pleased with myself for that. Well, congrats. So yeah, talk, talk to me about Taco Bell. Okay, What's so going Taco on? Okay, so Taco Bell. So we have just had our, we've had our um, entrees, but um, some little desserts are coming up later. So get excited Ooh. about those. Cinnamon Oops. twists, I believe. Oh, so Taco Bell, it started in 1962 by a white guy in Irvine, California. Uh-oh. Now, you want to know how it started? He saw a Mexican restaurant was really busy. So he went over, found out how they made all their food, and then set up his own place across the street and replicated it. And that is the history of Taco Bell. God bless our great... Oh, no, that's the UK. <laughs> that's the last one. Hang on. 
Oh, say can you see? Is that really bad for me to sing the national anthem? I don't know. Mm. Oh, what, is, is, is that like disrespectful? I don't know. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> so also just to add on to what I said, I mentioned to podcast nemesis Michael that Taco Bell was going to be my topic. And I said it and he started, he had a sort of quizzical look on his face and he started thinking and he had a little quick Google and he found me this commercial, which he remembers from when he was a child. Okay. Take a boat, hop a train, catch a plane, make a run to the border. Because for a limited time, Taco Bell has lowered the price of its new grilled chicken fajita to just 99 cents. A deal this hot won't last forever. So get going. Get a grilled chicken fajita for just 99 cents. Taco Bell has the road to make a ride for the border. Content offensive music. Really fun. <laughs> can you can you believe that their official slogan was make a run for the border? And uh, what was happening in that commercials, people were in various forms of transport, very Jerry Hallowell, yeah. were just getting to the border. There was a speedboat, there was a horse. <laughs> Got to get to that border for the Taco Bell. The song was really good, though. Felt yeah. like it was from an 80s movie. It was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Felt very, like, inner space. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, I went on the inner space ride. <sighs> inner space, was, as a child, was one of my favourite favorite films and when you watch it like later i was like oh there's a lot of things that i shouldn't have been watching in this movie there's a lot of like sex stuff and like there's sperm in that is but is it there's there's sperm in that in the same way there's sperm in who's talking (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think so i i just remember meg ryan's pregnant and there's that song in it cupid draw back your bow remember Mm -mm. and oh Mm -mm. and Mm -mm. dennis quaid oh if i ever told you here my friend over here became friends with Dennis, Dennis Quaid for about six weeks. No. They met him on a night out. They exchanged numbers and then they all just kept messaging each other and they all just went on nights out. When? I know. This How is, old this is Dennis is about, Quaid? This is about two years ago. Oh, so he's fun. Yeah. Oh. A, little, a little too fun, I think. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So back to Taco Bell. We've got some fun facts for you. <clears throat> In September 2000, up to $50 million worth of Taco Bell branded shells were recalled from supermarkets. The shells contained a variety of genetically modified corn called Starlink that was not approved for human consumption. Starlink was approved only for use in animal feed because of questions about whether it can cause allergic reactions in people. Now, Starlink, I just want to just really spell that out for you. Capital S, T-A-R, and it's the same word, capital L-I-N-K. Ooh, lovely. Like real evil empire. Yeah, that's really like, that feels like it would be um, like a, a dish on the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, oh, I'd love that. Or maybe it would actually be, I, I imagine it would be links of sausage, but on, in like a space station. With some sort of like space in the shape of stars. Yeah, stir up those star links. Yeah. Oh, could the, could the Starlinks be in a curve like it's a shooting star? Oh, gorgeous. And like the top link has exploded. <laughs> gorgeous. Pretty good. So next fun fact. Now this, I think, may uh, have a bearing on our next trip to Vegas because we are talking about doing a Katy Perry 2022 trip, aren't we? We are. 
we've talked about this heavily. We, we had a, a meal uh, not so long ago where we discussed the potential hotel we'd stay at for maybe an hour and a half. Got real giddy. Yeah, real in the weeds. <laughs> in 2016, Taco Bell launched the Taco Bell Cantina flagship store located in the Las Vegas Strip. The 24-hour restaurant serves alcohol, unique menu items, and features a DJ. Ooh. It was announced in August 2017 that the store would begin hosting weddings. Oh, wow. Yeah. So potentially on that Vegas trip, someone can get married at the Taco Bell church. Well, I, I like to think that it will be like when you would go to Hard Rock Cafe and you, you're in there. We're in there having a pre-drink, okay? And then maybe like every 20 minutes, a wedding happens right. and we cheers them. <laughs> yeah. And they play like some sort of wedding related song. And then <laughs> the, you... Then the start... Mountain Dew flavoured cocktail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you sounded really Scottish when you said Hard Rock Cafe. Just, ha- the, just that, <laughs> really? those words, yeah. I'll tell you about the Hard Rock Cafe in Glasgow. <laughs> it is something. Famously in the 90s, when we weren't making a run for the border of the Taco Bell, there was the Taco Bell Chihuahua. Chihuahua yes. Um, Gidget. Do you want to know what happened to Gidget? Ooh, On July I? 21st, 2009, Gidget the Chihuahua, featured in Taco Bell ads in the late 1990s, was euthanized after suffering a stroke. <laughs> Ooh, so that was the end of that. Wow. <laughs> These facts are fun. <laughs> <laughs> so another fun fact for you is, now we're, we're talking about Taco Bell as uh, an American topic, and it's a perfect American topic because... It is food that has been pillaged and stolen from a different culture. Yeah. In 1986, the UK was actually the first European country with a Taco Bell. Is it in Birmingham? I th- it might be in Birmingham. Yeah. I have this strange recollection Bullring. of... Yeah. I feel like someone... I feel like working on a show in Manchester, someone was like... An American person was like, I have to get Taco Bell. And they were like, well, you have to get it from Birmingham. Wait, and then and then you had to get delivered. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure if it, what I'm saying is real or not, though. You know, when you're not quite sure if it's a memory or something you've made up. Well, now, <laughs> now there are 39 branches in the UK. And actually, one of our listeners, Camille, she sent me um, a picture of one in Glasgow. So Taco Bell does exist in the UK Ooh, now. Where are those branches? I mean, UK locations. We have all the big hitters. <laughs> Romford. Scunthorpe. <laughs> yes. Woking. Coldfield. No idea where that is. Never heard of it. Collindale. Don't know her. Wow, these are some these are some kind of uh Cleethorpes. These are some kind of second locations, I would say. Wouldn't mm, you? Barnsley. Aberdeen. Aberdeen's <laughs> not even like a no, we do have two in Glasgow. We're gonna click on the gla- Hull. Uh Kirkby. Hull makes sense. But I, I also feel like some of those places, yeah, they feel like not your not your kinda where you'd put a, a list of the top biggest cities in the UK. Wouldn't expect Romford in there. All I know is the, the two in Glasgow, one of them is open till 4am and one of them is open till 5am. Woof, that's not fun. Yeah. So I've actually had to push my Mountain Dew drink away from me because I was enjoying it a bit too much. Yeah, I've gone back to drinking wine. Okay, cool. I, I was worried it was just going to like put it into... Although, how about if you were going to put like an alcohol-based drink with Mountain Dew, what would you put with it? Like, you know, a spirit, like a, um, you're treating it as a mixer. I think there's a lot going on in there, so you're really going to have to stick to something like vodka. Vodka. You need something yeah. that's going to not try and compete. Like, I feel like if if I was younger, I would try and put something tropical in there. Like, that Baja Blast with, like, a shot of Malibu would have, back in the day, been a real treat. But, but take, you, take you around all the islands. Yeah, but not for not for current day phrases, taste buds that can't handle that much sweetness. Mm. We do need to mention Demolition Man when it comes to Taco Bell. Very very important piece of cultural history. I'm sure many of our listeners know that uh, 
1995, the movie Demolition Man, which is set in the near future in San Angeles. All restaurants have been destroyed with the exception of Taco Bell. Yes. And now Taco Bell is the only restaurant that's like a high-end restaurant. <laughs> and they go and it's all kind of gourmet 90s food like on platters and all the in fact all the drinks do look like mountain dews but like in champagne flutes with like a neon light in it oh san angeles i love demolition man i haven't watched that in a really long time we watched it last year did we yeah i did a screening of it in my garden oh well that's a long time a year ago okay we'll get that we'll get that sheet in that projector let's get that back up i need to do my demolition man screening now a few years ago at comic-con they did celebrate demolition man and taco bell actually did a pop-up where they served all the food from Demolition Man. <laughs> Pretty fun. That's, that's fun. Well done, they Taco sound Bell. like an evil corporation, but it sounds like they've got a sense of humor, which makes me like them. Starlink. Shall we try the desserts? So I've just plated up the desserts. <laughs> what the fuck is this? We have it looks two, like pork scratching. We have two desserts. I'll just take a picture of them for the, for the listeners. So I've plated up two desserts. Now, what I ordered was... The Cinnabon Delights, just a two-pack. Yeah. Just a two-pack of the Cinnabon Delights. They kind of look like... Mini Scotch eggs. Mini Scotch eggs. And then those are the the Cinnamon Twists. They look like pork scratchings. Pork scratchings are like an off-brand anemic crisp. Yeah, like a salt and vinegar, salt and vinegar twist yeah. from the supermarket. But they've been left in the... Fr- like, you open up the pack and you're like, oh, I think these left, they left them in the fryer too long. Okay, I'm going to go with the Cinnamon Twist. Okay, me too. Now, I'm going to predict you're going to like that. Real melt in your mouth quality that has it. <laughs> you know, I love dry kind of puffs of air snacks. This basically that tasted like a cardboard, like a disintegrated cardboard with like a cinnamon. Someone's like spritzed cinnamon, faux cinnamon flavoring onto yeah. it. Yeah, kind of like a maize corn based puff. Mm. You know what I mean? I really like that. Now I'm excited about these um, these cinnabon delights. I think there's something inside them, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's like a mini donut. Mm. The very unfortunate coloured liquid that's inside has squirted all over my face and my leg. And your facial hair. <laughs> and your leg as well. <laughs> now that is that is a moist treat, isn't it? <laughs> is it off my is it off my You're beard fine. now? You're fine. Okay, good. No one can see. It's a podcast. You can see me. That was good. Mm. That was like a very moist, oily... It tasted like a theme park donut. Oh, it did. Like a funfair donut. Imagine a giant bag of those. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. Pleased with that. Yeah, I'm, and you know these little cinnamony puffs of air that I'm very dry. Mm. You know, I'm going to be nibbling on them for the rest of the evening with my wine. So, after everything we've experienced this evening, we need to think... Now, as I said, we know Taco Bell is now in the UK, but it still feels incredibly American. And yeah. I bet that UK menu... I bet it has not a patch on this. Yeah. What is the UK equivalent of a Taco Bell? Okay. Okay. Now, I've got one theory. Okay. So, Taco Bell's all about one culture bastardizing another culture yeah. and selling as its own. So, is that, therefore, a Nando's situation? Ah. What do you think? Well, yeah, because if you're going to do, like, a one-for-one... There is obviously a, there is a UK, like Mexican, to use a very loose use of the word Mexican restaurant, Chiquitos. Oh. Have you ever been to a Chiquitos? But I, but isn't a Chiquitos like a sit, a sit down situation? Yeah, it's a little, it's a little more formal. Um, <laughs> and also this is, I, I, T- Taco Bell is, it's kind of, 
is it Tex-Mex? Maybe? Actually, I don't know. Take that, I take that back. Yeah. I take that back. Well, Chiquitos was, I mean, you know, it, it, someone from Mexico would go into Chiquitos and laugh at everyone's face about the food that they're eating and how inauthentic it was. But I just, I really love Chiquitos in Norwich, mainly because I like the name of it. I think it's really funny because it's clearly a word that people in Norwich have never, you know, people in Norwich don't know how to speak Spanish. <laughs> so oh, yeah. it's just Chiquitos. But, um... Yeah, I think you're right, actually, because Nando's, I'd say that Nando's has the same cultural, re- Nando's has the same cultural relevance, and it almost feels like if you were writing, like, a, a script in the UK, you'd use Nando's as the, like, the, the restaurant that you'd put in there as a fast food restaurant for, like, a joke, and mm-hmm. Taco Bell feels like the equivalent of that. Yeah. I will say there's not as much of a, Taco Bell has a reputation for kind of for being a little, like, dirty in the sense of, like, makes you kind of feel bad after eating it. I mean I, I, I mean, I do not feel great. <laughs> yeah. I've already been Ben's to the already, bathroom. <laughs> Ben's already on the turn. But so, and I will say Nando's doesn't really have that. There's a few, there's, there's lots of similarities and just a few differences just to why I'm weirdly defending Nando's. I fucking hate Nando's. But like, yeah, it has a slightly more of a sit down quality and the food feels like it's not healthier in Nando's, but like yeah. you're less likely to have diarrhea after you eat in Nando's. Nando's is also like, if you're like a lad who's like bulking at the gym, you might go and order two chicken-based things yeah. there. Butterfly you, chicken breasts. Yeah, and you could vaguely get, I'm, I'm talking about your brother essentially. Oh yeah. 100%. Not that Elliot listens to this podcast, but I'm sure he's snuffled down a few butterfly chicken breasts you know, at just, Nando's. Just to get his, his grams in, his, <sighs> his grams of protein in that day. Jesus. Taco Bell does not feel like that. No, it's definitely missing that element. But I also feel like that kind of makes it feel more American to me. That kind of embracing the the fast food nature of fast food, you know, the gross quality. I feel they do much better here. <laughs> God, we've really solved this. So in conclusion, the UK equivalent of Taco Bell is Nando's. And we are back. I have done the US topic. That means it's up to Fraser to do the UK topic now. It's a surprise for me. I have no idea what it's going to be. Babes, hit me with it. Okay, picture the scene. You're back in the UK. It's November. Mm. It's uh, it's chilly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a Saturday night. Heading over to one of our one of our uh, flats for a little pre-drink. Uh-huh. Ready? we've been threatening to talk about this for a long time all roads lead back to it and tonight we're finally going to talk about it in depth that is the x factor (laughs) nine million records sold i want to talk to you about x factor uk okay a very very important piece of television history and culture which actually has spanned a really long time in our lives and a very important part of our friendship yeah so just to just for anyone that doesn't know uh, the x factor is a was a was was a a, was a music competition reality show created by simon cowell it started it started in the uk 4th of september 2004 was the first episode isn't that insane? 2004. 2004. I was at university. I was in my second year at university. Yeah, I don't think I even... I don't think I really watched at university. Oh, I definitely did. I, I have a, a video that I wish I still had of us talking about it. Someone... My a housemate recorded us with his video camera talking about X Factor. We toasted the winner of X Factor Series 1 before Wow. So, it's an iconic show. Simon Cowell is, you know, very iconic as a part of it. I just want to... 
I don't even really want to talk about it in that much detail apart from to go through it, not series by series, but there's definitely a cutoff point where I'm not going to be talking about the series because we have lost the thread of it. But let's just start back in 2004 and talk about series one. <laughs> okay, this is a, it was a, a bare bones show. Uh, we had the judges were Simon Cowell, Louis Walsh, and Sharon Osbourne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I think maybe they were the judges in the final series of this show. There's been a lot of changes of the lineup, but those three old hoofers managed to get themselves right there at the end. Uh, originally, it was hosted by Kate Thornton. It was, wearing like a butterfly dress. She was always wearing a butterfly top or a dress. <laughs> well, butterfly dress in the live shows, butterfly top in the auditions. Yeah, ca- cash to glam. Always like with her hand in the ear in the live shows. Been like, uh, uh, just wait, uh, we're getting the votes. Uh, yeah, oh no. She was, she was very live TV. And then, uh, funnily enough, you know, the juggernaut that X, X Factor became was obviously, you know, auditions all around the country. This one, just Dublin, Newcastle, London, Leeds, Birmingham, and Glasgow. <laughs> I mean, I think they do a lot. I think they do a lot more cities now. Gotta do Leeds, Birmingham. Yeah. Gotta. <laughs> yeah. Look, not even not even stepping foot into Wales in this one. No Cardiff. Fair. Fair. People of Wales not represented. Okay. So, my quick question for you is: Could you name the winner of season one, series one of X Factor? No. I've got. Wait. No. Wait. No. Wait. Are we in Shane Ward territory? No. 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 He's a distantly in the future. Is it the Dustbin Man? <laughs> no, Andy Abrams is in the same series as Shane Ward. Oh my god! This is the thing. I didn't. We didn't have a TV at university. I know, but the, when once you hear the name, you'll be like, "Oh, of course." A real forgotten. Uh, he's male. He's older. That's right. <laughs> it is that famous man, Steve Brookstein. Remember? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, he won the show, and he uh, his winner's song was a cover of "Against All Odds," the Phil Collins song. Of course. I was watching a the winner's like music video on YouTube, and it is whew, just very sparse. Mm. Uh, lots of great in the tr- grand tradition of pop idol and X Factor's winner's songs. The music video is made up of slow motion shots of him getting through the different auditions. A great slow mo shot of Kate Thornton's butterfly <laughs> like top as she's hugging him coming out of an audition. Um, <laughs> what in full flight? Yeah, full flight, full butterfly <laughs> flight. Yeah, just a really uh, just a wild kind of uh, winner. Real like kind of handsome middle aged. I, I just about to say middle-aged man. He was 35, like literally no. years, years younger than us. But like at the time, I remember thinking, oh, a middle-aged man has won X Factor. He had a controversial run on the show. Uh, he clashed with Sharon Osbourne because she said he was really arrogant. And she like brought up some stuff that was said backstage. There was a, there was a lot of, there was a little con- controversy in this, uh, in this series. It's basically that the judges were, oh yeah, claims of rigging. So before the first live show, Sharon Osbourne accused Simon Cowell of rigging the show by editing the footage to make his contestants in his category more appealing to viewers. <laughs> Wait, Sharon accused him of doing that? Yeah. And yet he kept on hiring Sharon <laughs> for years. So anyway, that was that was uh, series one, you know, a little underwhelming, Steve Brookstein. But I, like I said, I do have footage of me and my housemates at university saying, cheers, here's to Steve Brookstein, like as a joke. And then we Whoa. went on like a night out. Love to see that footage. My friend Chris has got that somewhere in his archives. Okay. Then in 2005, we had series two. Is this going to be like the Steps episode where you go through single by single? No, as I said at the top. Okay. uh, I'm not going to talk about all the series. Okay, fine. I'm just going to talk about the important ones. Okay, great. Okay. So series two, same (laughs) judges lineup. Kate Thornton was still hosting. So this is where things start to become a little more... Like, oh, we recognize some of these names. So the winner of this se- this series was Shane Ward. Okay, great. With 
One of the greatest. And that's my goal. One of the greatest winners singles. People used ever. to think I looked like Shane Ward. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, I do remember people coming up to you and saying that. Yes. Like I remember a bouncer said that to me once. Yeah. And then yeah. And then you remember. morphed into uh, a pocket Gethin Jones. Oh my god, is is that what I am? Not now, but like that's what you you changed from a Shane Ward to okay. a, a little Gethin Jones. That's a real compliment. Oh thanks. I was like really annoyed when people used to tell me you look like him because I thought Gethin Jones was attractive, and then I was like, well now I can't think he's attractive. And then famously, who did I get told I looked like in JY late that one time and I almost killed someone? Will Young. Fat Will Young. Oh fat Will Young. <laughs> that. <laughs> you threw a drink at him that night. No, I think I threatened. You had to hold me back. Oh yes, I grabbed you. I had to grab your wrist as you were trying to throw a drink yeah. in his face. Wow, what a night. Yeah. <laughs> that was the night we were also talking to a guy at the bar. And he said, I swear he said that he worked with horses. And I was like, what do you mean you work with horses? It's central London. What do you look after like the, the Queen's horses? And he was like, I, I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> yes, do you remember I, that? I do remember that. Yeah, he like was part of like the Queen's Guard or something. Yeah. Like the Colour Guard. What a strange. J.Y. Late. Hey. So yeah, other notable acts from this this series, uh, the Dustbin Man, Andy Abrams was the runner-up. Right. There was a terrible group called Journey South that I had to look up. It was these two guys that yeah. played, like, played the guitar and did really drab songs. Chico was in this series. Fun. It's, of, it's Chico time. Fun. Quick side note, CLC. <laughs> she, at the time that this, this show was airing, worked for like a celebrity gossip website. <laughs> and she weirdly became kind of friends with Chico in a in a sense of he, I think he kept trying to set her up on dates with people. He like was really like quite like fatherly and very sweet. Aww. And would like send her messages being like, oh, I think you should meet this guy. He's like really nice. We need to ask CLC if she's still in touch with Chico. <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Killian, he likes to always, whenever there's talk of X Factor, he always likes to mention the Irish sister group, the Conway Sisters, who yeah. famously were in the bottom two for like five weeks running and only got kept in because of the so-called Irish vote. I watched a terrible video of them singing It Must Have Been Love by Roxette in like the bottom two. No, it was uh, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now, the song from Mannequin, and it was really bad. But that's that's the series. And I've watched a really good video of Shane Wood, and it was him when he like turned it around in the competition and he basically mm. I think Louis was giving him like because he was in Louis's category and Louis was giving him really like salt like sappy kind of songs that were too old for him and then there's this big controversy and he turned it around and he came out and sung Crimea River by Justin Timberlake oh yeah and I'm gonna be honest with you I watched it on YouTube and I mean it was hard to see what was going on through the 2005 quality and YouTube but he looked damn good well, I still, I still have quite a large crush on Shane Wood. Well, I mean, you know, we're both fans of. You, you hang, hang up, no, you hang up, kind of love, kind of love. Oh, <laughs> that line's really loosened up the range. <laughs> <clears throat> so that was that was that series. So this is, I feel like Shane Ward was kind of a tipping point for me, where I was like, the first series we watched it and we were like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I remember Shane Ward winning, and I was like. I think this show might be cool. <laughs> <laughs> the show, this show was never cool. Well, that's when we're going to get into a pretty big, a pretty big series three. This is giving us one of our. I think she's one of the most successful uh, X Factor winners of all time. We in Leona? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Keep leading. Oh. Oh. This actually re- really reminds me of you because this is when we became friends. Mm. This is two thousand and. No, this is 2006. Yeah, 2006. But I remember the year later, we became friends. Yes. And we were working on that awful show, but having the best time yes. ever. And it was winter. And I think... 
That's when her album must have come out. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because one of us either had like a copy of the album, <laughs> yes, and we we yeah we were really into that song. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, and this was this was a big. This is like when X Factor really turned into like kind of like oh my god. I think it's because Leona Lewis was actually the most talented contestant they've ever had. Oh my god, did you see that Leona Lewis is yes. a judge on that, that drag queen show? Drag show. Yes. I have to tell you something. I watched, I saw someone posted like a clip of it on Twitter and it was, um, it was Michelle Visage and Trixie Mattel being interviewed together. Mm-hmm. And then it was Leona Lewis and Vanessa Williams being interviewed <laughs> together. <laughs> Vanessa Williams literally made some joke. It was this terrible interview and she made some joke about how the music industry's changed since, since she released her single. Like it was really like, I literally, uh, I'm embarrassed by what happened. I was sitting alone in my apartment. No uh-huh. one was here. Uh-huh. I put my phone down and I went, better work for Nessa Williams and I said that out loud to myself so it's like I wasn't even joking in front of someone it came out of my mouth so LA's finally got to me you got me LA it's a big old homo that lives in LA saying you better work for Nessa Williams did, and did Leona Lewis have much to say in that interview you know Leona <laughs> oh my god so her she's a gorgeous little puff of air her fiance now husband I think is German and he was uh, a Barry's boot camp teacher. Ah. I did a couple of his classes. He was very Euro. Okay. Like kind of buff with with like bleached blonde hair and um Euro jewelry. Oh. I would play like Euro jams. Stop you know saying I mean? Euro. Euro. <laughs> yeah, so I believe this is actually a pretty important series. It turned around the concept of the final acts singing, duetting with a famous musical artist or act. Oh, okay. And I remember she sang, even though I'm not a huge fan of Take That, she sang a million love songs with Take That. And it is, to this day, still one of my favorite things to like watch. If you're like, you know when you have like a drunken YouTube kind of like, or sit down, everyone puts their favorite like clips on. That's a real hidden gem. Oh, okay. It's not just all Alexandra Burke and Beyonce singing, listen. Sometimes I'm just saying, put on that little <laughs> Leona and uh, Take That, a million love songs. It's pretty good. And so Christmas is like Christmas trees on the set. It's very Aww. like festive and nice. Uh, it is worth mentioning um, a real stand. I mean, there were some terrible acts in this one. Ray Quinn came second. Do you remember he looked like the mm-hmm. little kid from the Monsters? Yeah. And didn't he go on? He was like a, a Buddy Holly wannabe. And then yeah. he went and was in the Buddy Holly musical. Yeah. And then got like super buff in a way that's like quite terrifying. Oh, yeah. Now. And then I was just looking through the list of the people in this. And I saw that the first act to leave, it was a, a group and they were called the Unconventionals. And I was like... I don't know why. They just really caught my eye, that name. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to look them up. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I don't know how they made it to the live shows. It's a group of, it's a real like ragtag group of like, looks like everyone fun in the office over <laughs> 40 oh. got together in like a group and they came out. Unconventional. And, yeah, I wish I could remember what, what song they're singing. I think it's, uh, oh, it's, um, Da, 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 calling out around <laughs> dancing in the street and it is i i'm just i'm not gonna even put a clip of it in here i just implore anyone if you have a spare two minutes google the unconventionals dancing in the street x factor uk and really just enjoy watching like a group of like fun office managers who somehow managed to make it onto a like huge platform of a television show it's really fun i'm gonna play it for you afterwards so that's the that's the leona one um so I'm just going to kind of, we don't need to worry too much about series four, Leon Jackson one, who cares? Same difference we're in that year. I mean, same difference were pretty important. They were a brother mm. and sister act that had a palpable sexual chemistry. And uh, <laughs> they, were the, they were the same, but different. different. <laughs> and they did a very, uh, like a heartfelt performance. I've never had a dream come true. 
And do you remember in their little VT oh. package beforehand, uh, the sister talked about how she was bullied. And this song was like her talking back to the bullies. And I'm not laughing at bullying, but I am laughing at <laughs> that VT package followed by a brother and sister very suggestively singing Never Had a Dream Come True <laughs> together on a park bench prop on the X Factor stage. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, notable flop girl band Hope were in this uh, season where... You know, sometimes when you really hitch your hitch your wagon to the wrong star, I was all in on hope. I was like, oh, they're going to be the next girls allowed. Like the next Spice Girls, this group of girls, they've got it. I actually even went to GAY and saw them perform the week that they got eliminated oh, from yes. X Factor. I went and saw them. Because that was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it You'd was. go see them. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you something else that was a thing. If um, you worked at the production company, uh, Talkback Thames Fremantle. Yeah. Um, if you were to, what they would do is... At the end of an X Factor season, they would bring in all the clothes that they mm-hmm. put everyone in and they would like sell them for cheap in the middle of the, the office. So you'd go and they'd just like dump all these bags of like mismatched Converse and like H&M <laughs> scarves and people would be like buying them. Well, I'll tell you what they also used to do. I was working at ITV, which is the, for US listeners, is the network that X Factor was aired on. Mm-hmm. I was working on ITV and it was the year that Fleur East... Oh. oh she did win didn't she yeah the year that flair east won and our the itv christmas party she performed <laughs> she performed uptown funk of course and it was a real it was a real thing what a night that was before she released her single sax which i know crystal in the uk is obsessed with the fact that it's not a saxophone but it's a trumpet yeah you better play that trumpet. It just, it's too many syllables yeah. in trumpet. Yeah. I secretly still listen to sax to like when I'm like working out. And also her song Breakfast from her solo album. I love like the really song Breakfast. Song. If we get too drunk, how about do? Anyway, that's a little diversion about hope. Okay. Let's just touch down real quick on our favorite X Factor winner, Series 5. Is it, who have we got? I'm just going to, I'm going to read the contestants in reverse order and see if we can, if, if by the time we get to the winner, you can guess who it is. Okay. In last place, a girl band called Bad Lashes. Don't remember them. Really worryingly, the, the next group after that was a girl band called Girl Band. <laughs> I see what they were trying to do there. Failure. Someone called Scott Bruton, Austin Drage, Laura White, Daniel Evans, Rachel Hilton, Ruth Lorenzo. Oh, okay, here we go. Here Diana we go. Vickers. Yeah. Owen Quigg, JLS. Alexandra motherfucking Burke. Well, we've touched on this heavily in the Alexandra Burke episode. In in fact, so much so that I just want to, again, implore listeners to just stream Diana Vickers' first solo single once. Once! 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 Hey! Love Diana Vickers' solo single And I would implore our listeners, if you haven't already, go back into our archives and find our Alexandra Burke episode for a full rundown (laughs) of the song Candyman. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, the next series is like Joe McKeldry one. I had Ollie Murray, Stacey Solomon. We kind of touched on that in her series. Series seven was whack. That was... Um, whack? Yeah, whack. Okay. Matt Cardle one. Rebecca Ferguson, uh, second. One Direction, importantly, came in third that year. No. Most importantly from that year. Forget those acts. The acts that we cared about. Yeah. Cher Lloyd, Katie Weissel, oh. Aidan Grimshaw. Oh, <laughs> Aidan Grimshaw. Oh, sexy, sexy. I, I, was, I was in... I think I was working in Manchester at the time and I saw him perform in a club that like one of the weeks he was yeah. eliminated that was great most importantly uh, Tesco Mary was in that, that Tesco <laughs> Mary <laughs> she was just a lovely Irish woman called Mary that worked in Tesco I'm ever called her Tesco Mary <laughs> obviously the year after that was Little Mix winning again very important year a very important one of the most global acts still together from X Factor yeah. which is crazy and then I just capped it off as uh, 
you know, the year after that was when like I gave up on it. I think we all gave up on it after that. So when James Arthur won and it was like Rylan was in that year and Ella Henderson, she's another kind of stand up person. Uh, wait, wait, how does her song Ghost go? I'm going to the river to pray. Hell down. Scabbing down and I'm your ghost. I'm picking by the I'm your voice. She actually did sing. She does sing in that voice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I put a little list together for you, a little listicle for you. Mm-hmm. One of the things that X Factor is famous for, one of the things that has sparked many a conversation between us, then, now, always and forever. Yeah. X Factor started around kind of series three, started introducing themes to the weeks. <laughs> now, I actually had to go through, there is no full list anywhere. I had to go through each Wikipedia page and make a note. So actually, there's a lot of repeats. Okay. So the biggest repeats are very bland ones. You've got like number ones. Yeah. Boring. You've got like the Great British Songbook. Boring. And then we have kind of our recurring ones. Halloween week. Halloween very week. important. Oh my God. Halloween week was so fun on X Factor. Standouts. Obviously, we've already shouted her out, but a standout to uh, Katie Wessel's <laughs> Bewitched performance. Always and forever. Bewitched. Bewitched. And obviously, Little Mix as well. Yeah. What did they do that week? E.T. As those puppets? E.T. Yeah. foreshadowing to their DNA single, which was essentially a great ripoff of E.T., I think. A great ripoff. Don't come for me. You know, there was... I think One Direction, they sang like Total Eclipse of the Heart versus Vampires or some shit. It's anyway, fine. Halloween week, great. Terrible weeks. There's some terrible weeks in this list. Okay. Big band be- big band week being our nemesis. But we, as we have talked about many times on this podcast, <laughs> we found a workaround for it. My Amory One Thing performance. Yes. And what was yours? Well, you, no, we're going to do, because it, it's a double key performance. Isn't yeah, it? it's the Jangle Your Keys performance. So it's Call My Name by Charlotte Church, remixed yes. into... <laughs> Amory's one, one thing. thing. Exactly. Done and done. I was thinking as a backup plan, I would do the song, But I Am a Good Girl from the burlesque soundtrack. Okay. And then I actually started thinking I would just do every, I would go on X Factor, just do every theme as a burlesque soundtrack song and see if I could like manage to work the system. <laughs> uh, movie week was a kind of a, a standard stock one that they would do every year. Fine. That was kind of shit. And people would play with that. Disco week. That's a really tough, that's a tough category. I remember that was always where people would really mess up because they would just do like, it just wasn't a genre for everyone. Yeah. There were, and I've written this in caps in my notes, multiple Michael Jackson weeks, including a week which is literally sent from hell that was called Queen versus Michael Jackson. Oh. Okay. Oh. Hell versus oh. hell hell for me. It's and that's just... the week I would do a Janet Jackson song. <laughs> yeah. And just be like, nope. I know. I, that's what I wanted to say to you, actually. Uh, if you got to the, if, say if you got to just a straight Michael Jackson theme, what would you do? I would Doesn't do... matter that it did, did, did. Yeah. I don't know why you'd pick to do that song. Wait, what would I do? Oh, um, I would actually do Janet Jackson's song, Black Cat. Do you know that song? It's got like a real guitar oh, riff. Yeah. Like, right. And you just like refuse to, and then you'd be like, I, I, I don't do Michael Jackson songs. Yeah. I think I would do the song, you know, the song that sampled the Michael Jackson song, you know, SWV. Oh yeah. I would just do that. That's good. Yeah. And That's then I'd good. be like, oh, you know, it sampled it the end mm-hmm. um they did a britney week which i don't remember happening well was that the week when she was on in 2008 I think so what would you do for britney week oh my god i'm not a girl not yet woman oh oh she's doing a ballad yeah oh you decided this is the week to show off your vocals on the same week that everyone's gonna amp up their performance well you know Are you barefoot that yeah you know that was always like the fun thing to do <laughs> was to to flip the the yeah. gender like dana vickers man in the mirror <laughs> 
Remember? I'm talking about the man in the mirror. Or to, yeah, to flip it or to slow down a fast song or speed up a slow song. For, oh my God, so I would do for um, not, I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman, I would get the props department. I wouldn't speak to any of the judges, but I've got this. And I get the props department to build like a giant papier-mâché kind of rock. Right, like the Colorado. Exactly, <laughs> right. and I would stand at the side with some really low-slung jeans. <laughs> Pretty good. Right, yeah. Kind sure. of like I'm in The Lion King. <laughs> right, got it. What are you doing for Britney Week? Oh, that's a great question. I think I would do anticipating and do like a pretty much rip off that live in, is it live in Vegas performance where she drives in in a, in a car, Jeep? In yeah. a car. I'd rip that off. <laughs> it, would be like, it would be like a real like, hey girls, we're going to the club moment with like maybe a dance break in it. That's fun. Unexpected. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was a Mariah week. Rock week was always a problem. That's a, that's a great question for us. How would we tackle Rock well, Week? Well, Rock Week, actually, I take it back. Rock Week, I would do Janet Black Jackson's Hat. Black Hat. Right. Yeah, Ooh. pretty pleased mm. with that. Mm. What are you doing? I'm really struggling for Rock Week. Oh, oh, you've got, you would do Britney's I Love Rock and Roll. Oh, I just, I'm not, that song doesn't really do it for me. Mm. That cover, I, it's not for me. I, what I, happens if we wheel in the giant guitar from her Vegas residency? I mean, now I'm maybe more interested. Although maybe there are some like fun, maybe I would do like a Pat Benatar number, like okay. Heartbreaker, like we covered in our Pussycat Dolls. Wait a minute. What about wait you What about Tina Turner? Oh yeah, I could do a Tina Turner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do headlines by the Spice Girls because in the live version they had electric guitars. <laughs> Let's make the you imagine it. Fraser York Then it's like the time is now or never. I like. I feel like. I feel like you and me are the only people that remember headlines. We're <laughs> the only people that still celebrate headlines. <laughs> Open brackets. Friendship never ends. Close brackets. I feel love. I feel. I feel love. Maybe she's saving for gospel week. And I've given it all to you. Just remember <laughs> that friendship never ends. Ah. Uh, Gorgeous work. Okay, fine. I'm singing on Rock Week headlines by the Spice Girls. <laughs> oh my God, that is a fast track to the bottom two, isn't it? But I genuinely swear, the, their 2007 Return of the Spice Girls show, there were they were like heavy electric guitars in there. Oh. I'm gonna find that. Oh. I'll find that clip. Oh, oh my lord. I'm I mean, glad, this is probably sorted out our weeks. I mean, this is all really still, we're, we're very much just scraping the surface and at the tip of the iceberg of X Factor. So I don't even know how much more time we can talk about it, but yeah. I feel like that was just like quite a fun, I just <sighs> feel like I'm glad I got to talk about the unconventionals. I'd love to hear from them and know where they are right now. It's a pretty obvious conversation about the American equivalent. Yeah. And... That's American Idol. Yes. <laughs> because X Factor USA, as much as it had, you know, as much as it gave us Fifth Harmony and great moments with Britney, it was a flop. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the contestants from American Idol have had the same, kind of the US version of like the reach of some of the UK contestants. Agreed. You know, your, your Kelly Clarkson, I mean, literally Leona Lewis covered a moment like this. Some people wait a lifetime. I love a moment like this. It's just a really it's good just song. Like, it's so well written. Like it, it's one of those songs that's like written in a lab to manipulate you into feeling something, which mm. I really appreciate. 
So yeah, look, it's not some big exciting climax. Clearly, the US version of X Factor UK is American Idol. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm going to finish up with a quick round of Welcome Not Welcome, which is our terrible game where we say things that are American or British and say whether they're welcome or not welcome, whether they're okay, whether we like, we're welcome or not. I'm going to start off, Welcome or Not Welcome, the word pish. Pish? Do you know that? Oh, that's pish. Like, that's crap. Oh. Do you not know that? Does that mean piss? No. Well, maybe. But all I know is like, oh, I'll tell you what, that meal we had tonight was pish. Who says that? Maybe it's just people in Scotland. Yeah, I think we're getting into our... Okay, I'm gonna. Say, You're welcome, Glasgow. Oh, okay. I'm gonna say. Okay, I'm gonna say not welcome because actually now I'm very unclear about whether it means that or not. So not welcome. It just sounds like a, like you're drunk and you're saying piss. Mm, you're going okay. for a pish. Like not welcome. Sh- like you're Sean Connery. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what have you got, babes? Welcome or not welcome, ranch. I'm, I'm gonna say not welcome. I mean. I think it is literally the devil's sauce. And as we discovered in our Taco Bell segment, if you stuck around for the ASMR segment, you got to hear my reaction of eating something that contained a large amount of mayonnaise or sour cream or something white jizzy sauce. Not happy. Not welcome. Get fucked. (laughs) Welcome or not welcome, the UK version of saying, that's fine, compared to America where, that's fine. (laughs) What are we going to go for? Which one's better? Mm. Which is welcome? Uh, the American version. As in like something being, f- he's fine. Oh, like F-Y-N-E? Well, what, what? That's how you'd spell fine, like if you're saying someone's fine. Oh, really? That's that's the name of a loch in, in Scotland. Loch yeah, fine. Loch Fine, the fish restaurant. Yeah, the fish restaurant. <laughs> so That was a real hotspot in Norwich, Loch Fine. Is it? Yeah, my so friend wait, Millie worked there. So wait, so so we want to go, f- we want to welcome. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> we want to welcome the American way of saying something's fine yeah. not welcome is lock fine fish restaurant in norwich no, no that well but the original lock fine is whereas not welcome is uk being like no i'm, I'm fine that's well, fine it's very loaded in the uk isn't it, it is very loaded and that's not welcome here okay no we're, we're open books now mm. welcome or not welcome the word plonk oh i love i love it to describe wine oh, a bottle of plonk, bottle of plonk. i nice love plonk? it i'm drinking plonk right you've now got, you've got a lovely glass of plonk there plonk you've got, and ice you've put some ice in your plonk yeah i've got to have your plonk nice and cold mm. but wait in the u.s would you ever say plonked no like i would plonk it down plonk down i don't think so I, I tell you what all forms of plonk welcome i tell you what also word goes i tell you what also word goes well with is that a sentence mm-hmm. i might have drunk a bit just too much plonked wine. uh quaffing just quaffing a nice glass of plonk. Oh, quaff. Quaff a plonk, yeah. Quaff, mm. because quaff, they, here they would hear queef. Yeah, which is a vagina fart. Yeah, and they don't know the word quiff here, because it's a pompadour. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> my people are living in a different country. <laughs> oh. No? You are welcome for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We will be doing some very special episodes over the festive season. Oh, will we? <laughs> we are. <laughs> okay, yeah. And, oh, at the moment, we've still got a few more episodes of, we are recapping episodes of Drag Race UK Season 3 on the network called Drag Race Recap. (laughs) Wow, you got there. (laughs) I got there. You could tell it was running out. Leave all those pauses in. (laughs) (laughs) And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Get in touch on Instagram. Drop us an email. Do do whatever you will. Google it in your pod shops, as Ben likes to say. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> She's plonked. You are right up May Street. Ah, oh, you can't make me choose. I go and buy Toyota. Sponsors, T4. 
Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. Marlene. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. <gasps>